This is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. So where do we go from here? Which is the way that's clear? The question on everybody's mind, I'm sure, is which 70s glam rock song is DC going to accidentally make reference to during the advertisement reads today? That DC would be me, and this is Locked On Mariners, of course, parts of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or hit it, JD. Tloppin. Tloppin, indeed. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked on Mariners podcast or any Tloppin' program at all. Anything Locked on Team Name Here podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, if you're scoring at home. Right off the bat, bad news for you. Astros beat the Texas Rangers 12-4 last night, so the Mariners, well, their season is done. But the good news is I have Jason Hernandez on the show today, host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing, well, here's how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Locked on Mariners, part of Tlapin. Brought to you by Locked Auto, the best podcast your car will ever need. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Which is basically the opposite. I don't. That's basically the opposite mistake I, I made yesterday. I combined Rock Auto and Locked On and got Rock On, the great David Essex song from 1973. Um, what you know, and I'm not. You know, I make music references on this show all the damn time. Not usually on accident, however. That one happened to be on accident. I did not know until today, actually, that Rock On was covered in 1989 by Michael Damien. Oh, interesting. I didn't... Oh, I did not know that. And and now you know, and it's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my cup of tea. Jason, the Mariners are doing something pretty cool with the seat fleet cutouts uh, because there were far fewer home games than they anticipated. How are they making this up to the fans? Well, this is going to be something kind of interesting. So on the FAQ a little bit earlier this season, it was apparently said that these were going to be recycled. But because there are so few games anyway this season... The Mariners are going to make up for that by allowing the fans to pick up their seat fleet cutouts if they want. Yep. Otherwise, they'll be recycled. Yes, they will. I, I anticipate a lot of them will be recycled anyway. Probably. But at least you have a chance. At least you have a chance to pick it up now. Yes, and uh, the Mariners are assigning people dates and times to come pick them up, are they not? Uh, yes. Yes, they are. And since you're in um, Southern California and I'm in Spokane, we're going to try to get ours, but uh, it may, not, might not be able to work. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens indeed. It's really awesome for the Mariners to do that. Considering how much they charged, they could have easily said, no, forget it. True. But really cool on them. 30 bucks. 30 bucks, and you do get to keep it anyway. Mm-hmm. And their home season's done. Yeah, their home season is done. They have four against the Oakland Athletics, a doubleheader on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, the doubleheader is on Saturday. Thank you very much, JD, for picking up. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, indeed. I picked up the spare. 
You picked up the spare after ah. I after <laughs> after I left a Greek church. You pick it right up. That was a tough spare. No, it wasn't. That was. Okay. That was more like a four-pin outstanding that he just kind of happened to knock down. Uh, Saturday doubleheader flanked by two single-game... What am I saying? Single-game on Friday. Doubleheader Saturday and another single-game season finale on Sunday. You know, stumbling through this whole thing, Jason, is a good way to stretch the show out. But you people at home are saying, what is this moron doing? How did he get a show? What? You know What's what? he doing on the air? We're, we're all a little tongue-tied because the Mariners are out now. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, good. And this this was me six and a half months ago when everything happened. Yes. And then finding out the ducks were out. <laughs> and it's still that way. And yeah. we still have at least two and a half months to go before I see any hockey. It's been that long. Yes, but you know what the good uh, news is, Jason? There's good news? Yes. There's bowling on TV on Sunday. But isn't that the last bowling of the year? No, because there's uh, no. the the PBA League. It's team bowling, and they're playing the basically the entire tournament on television. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the entire Elias Cup is going to be played out on television for the entire world to see. And then in the coming weeks, they're going to pick up where they left off in March with the World Series of Bowling. With the Chameleon Championship, the Cheetah Championship, and I, f- I forget the other one, but there is lots of bowling on the horizon for uh, you know bowling fans to enjoy. I'm sure there's a couple of bowling fans out there, at least. If you are a bowling fan, please do email me at lockedonmariners at gmail.com. Let me know who you are. The PBA League is doing something very, very cool this year. They added two teams which are comprised of PWBA members. There are two all-women's teams competing this year, which I think is fantastic. I mean, how can you say no to that? These women are terrific bowlers. And that's going to do it for the first half of the show. So let's get to the Mariners trivia question, eh? Why did my voice do that? Mariners trivia question for the day. As you are listening to this today, September 25th, it is Joel Pinheiro's birthday. Happy birthday to former Mariners pitcher Joel Pinheiro. Against whom was his major league debut? Answer following this from Indeed. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Ho-ho! Even though sports had a break, your business sure didn't, and you've got to keep moving, which makes hiring that much more important, and Indeed is here to help, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world, because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. 73% of online job seekers. That's almost 74%. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere, so jump on it. Right now, go to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Answer to the Mariners trivia question on Joel Pinheiro's birthday. He is, in fact, 42 years old today. His Major League debut was August 8, 2000 in Comiskey Park against the Chicago White Sox. He started the game, went six innings, gave up five hits, two runs, both of them earned, two walks, a home run, and four strikeouts. He also earned his first Major League win this day. Uh, do you have a question or comment for me? Send it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I will use it for our mailbag segment. Not going to do it every week over the offseason, but we'll do them every, you know, every couple of weeks, depending on how many emails I get and how often. But send your questions and comments into LockedOnMariners at gmail.com so I can read them and reply to them on the air. It need not be about baseball. The music references I sprinkle in throughout the show. Ask me about rock and roll. I love rock and roll. More Locked on Mariners following this from Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a game that I like to call Guess the Language. Today's advertisement will be read in another language, and you at home have to guess what language that is. Here it is. 빌트 발어는 실제 초콜릿으로 덮인 훌륭한 맛의 단백질 발을 만듭니다. 그들은 또한 설탕, 칼로리 및 탄소화물이 났습니다. Any ideas what that language might be, Jason? I will say Korean. You would be correct, sir. That advertisement oh. was in Korean. And that, of course, said Built Bar makes great tasting protein bars. They're low in sugar, calories, and carbohydrates. Or at least I very much hope that's what it said. But don't take my word for it, ladies and gentlemen. They're delicious. Order them yourself at BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get $10 off of your order. And lest you forget about Built Boost Drink Powder and Built Go. Great stuff, ladies and gentlemen, at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your order. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host, DC Lundberg. Still looking for that blue jean, baby queen, prettiest girl I've ever seen. See her shake on the movie screen, Jimmy Dean. This is the second half of Locked On Mariners, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by David Essex. And we have Jason Hernandez from Locked On Anaheim Ducks with us. Hello Yo. again, sir. Yo, indeed. Time for the Friday mailbag segment. I got a grand total of two emails, <laughs> and we'll read both of those questions. First question comes to us from Aiden Sones, fifth mailbag segment in a row for this gentleman from Connecticut. And he asks, and Jason, I'm glad you're here for this one. And I'll tell you why in a second. Hmm. He he writes, as someone who hasn't even set foot in Washington, I have a question about Safeco Field. And yes, he wrote Safeco Field in the email. That's not Good. me changing the words. Good. Yes. Good Keep man, sending Aiden. emails. Keep yeah. sending them. Please do. Absolutely. Um, and then he says, I still call it that. We all do. Yes. Thank you. Where are the best seats in Safeco Field and what areas should I avoid or areas that I should go to? 
in the park. I will offer an answer first, J.D., and Jason has been to every Major League stadium that's standing right now except for the one in Arlington, which hasn't been open to fans yet. He's kind of a ballpark guru, went on a ballpark tour over the course of a few seasons, but where I always sat... Only two. Only two seasons. Okay, so a couple of seasons. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, where, Where I sat in Safeco Field when I lived in Seattle was the field level in right field because at the time those seats were fairly inexpensive and there was a decent chance of getting a home run ball because the home runs were flying out to right field much more than they were left field. Um, There's really not a bad place to sit in the park. The bleachers are a little uncomfortable, but they're uncomfortable in any stadium. So my answer would be field level in right field, as close to the foul pole as you can get. What say you, JD? I'm glad you asked. So I do like those field level seats down there. Um, I also particularly like, even though they're expensive, the club level seats to the left of the press box. Uh, That's great foul ball territory. You also have the Baseball Museum of the Northwest and the Mariners Hall of Fame. Yes. They got some cool jerseys there. So that's a cool place to go. If you can get those club-level seats, then it's totally worth it. Uh, You can't also go wrong with the view level. As long as you're in the first couple of rows in the view level, those are good seats too. They are not super far from the action, especially compared to other stadiums. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the club if you can get it but view level behind home plate there you go all right thank you very much aiden for writing in once again always great to hear from you our uh, second email comes to us to, uh, from lewis i believe it's olenic he says from beaverton oregon slash oh my goodness gracious guanajuato mexico is did i say oh that my right? god okay what? is it spelled g-u-a-n a, is it? Yes. It's still, okay. It's Guanajuato. Oh, see, this is another reason I'm glad you're on the on the, on the program today, JD. Yes, because my last name is Hernandez. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's in Guanajuato. Interesting. Way down there. I blew that sky high, didn't I? <laughs> Say that again, the way you said it before. No. <laughs> you No way. <laughs> okay, folks. For those of you that are not Mexican, it's G-U-A-N-A-J-U-A-T-O. Yep. I'll go more about Guanajuato in a little bit, but ask a question first, please. He asks two questions, actually. The first one is... And they're both pretty long questions, so here we go. One, are 60 games too small a sample size to project the fortunes of the Mariners headed into 2021? Given that the team has fared better than expected in this abbreviated season, it looks as though the full-on rebuild we were prepared to endure this year and next could bear fruit sooner than once thought. If you were Jerry Depoto, would you look to trade young assets who have shown value in 2020 to acquire win-now pieces this offseason, or would it, would it be better to stand pat and see how far the current roster gets with a full season of internal development next year? I think 60 games is far too small a sample size to project anything in Major League Baseball, quite frankly, JD. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. 60 is too small. Yep. And I would stand pat because, um, especially because I don't think the pitching is there yet. And pitching is what's going to win in this league as it has in every other season in Major League Baseball history. 
And the bats, the offense is fine, although it has been inconsistent. There are some pieces that, you know, could use a little work. Shed Long Jr. had a very bad season, for example. But like I've said twice, I'm willing to throw this season of his away, see what he has to offer next year. He was good in his cup of coffee last year. I think that the Mariners would be foolish to try to trade some of the, their young assets for maybe the final piece to resistance, which may or may not be there. Because I think there are a few pieces away, especially on the pitching side. Have you got an opinion on that, JD? Okay. I got a couple of opinions. All right. First off, I do think the Mariners are fine as is. Yes, I do believe that the pitching needs to get a little bit better, but it needs to develop a little bit better. Yep. The Mariners have some great prospects. In fact, they have three of the top ten prospects in all of Major League Baseball. So keep that in mind. You don't want to give them up right away. Because that'll get you in a lot of trouble. Just ask, oh, I don't know, the Angels, who <laughs> boasted one of the worst prospect polls in all of baseball for a few years. Look where they're at now. They're also on the outside looking in because they're not going to win all their games. The Astros are not going to lose all their games. The Angels are going to be out of the playoffs once again, and Mike Trout is wasting his prime. That being said, do the Mariners really have any of those big-name superstars? I'm going to err by saying no, they don't. They have a great, talented rookie in Kyle Lewis who will have, hopefully, a great sophomore season but something else to keep in mind the collective bargaining agreement has not been renewed yet and there are some rumors that we could be on a strike in 2022 because of the way that manfred has handled this season that, folks it's not been ideal not at all not been ideal that's kind of the understatement of the year is it not uh, yeah i think that's <laughs> one of the understatements of the year so the Mariners have to absolutely stay stay pat because we don't know what 2022 is going to bring we don't know what salaries are going to look like after the CBA expires in about 13 months. So there's too many question marks in that regard. Stay as is. Yep. Stay as is. Um, I do agree. His second question is, um, well, here it is. This may be inconsequential to many, but it bothers me to see the Mariners use their road uniforms when playing as the designated home team, even in the opposing ballpark. Is there a reason for them to be doing so now? Aside from batting in the bottoms of the inning, I consider there to be a psychological advantage to playing as the home team, and wearing the whites instead of the grays is part of that. In the past, when circumstances have forced the Mariners to play as the visiting team, in Seattle, they have worn the uniforms that corresponded with that designation. Yep. I have no... I think it's probably just arbitrary what uniforms they brought with them on the road. I have no idea. Um, it's kind of funny on TV seeing the quote-unquote home team wearing the road grays. Other than that, I think it's just kind of... I think it is kind of inconsequential. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. It's a Manfred thing. I know I'm kidding. It's oh. probably not really, <laughs> but it could be a Manfred thing. Manfred man's been blinded by the light. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to answer the 3A question, which was not asked, because I really have no positive answer for that question, because it's a Manfred thing, probably. There's no good reason why the Mariners should wear the road grays if they're the home team. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's not just the Mariners. It's other teams. I hate it. Yeah, I okay. have no idea why that's happening, because that, that, that has not been the case in years past. He's right about that. Now that I've answered that, I'm going to hijack your show for about a minute. So, Juanajuato, Mexico. It's... Oh. Okay. Okay. So my fam my family is in Michoacan, which is just the next state over, which is uh see you that Mexico like uh the central district. So Juanajuato's in that district and it's surrounded by Jalisco and Michoacan and Querétaro, which is where my family well, I have family in Querétaro and most of them are in Michoacan. Uh most are in 
a little town called Iratio, which is kind of a suburb of Morelia, which is the capital of Michoacán. Guanajuato is one of the biggest cities uh, in the central district. Now, it's su- kind of surprising hearing that there's Mariner fans down at Guanajuato because uh, where my family's from Michoacán, there's a lot of Dodger fans. There's surprisingly a lot of Padres fans down in like Baja, um, northwestern Mexico. When you get to the bigger states, it's mostly, I hate to say this, but it's mostly Astros fans, Ugh. which I really hate. How do you think I feel? Well, maybe not so much anymore, but when you maybe, get down to like knows? central Mexico, mm-hmm. there tends to be Yankee fans. Mm, there okay. tends to be. And Padres fans make sense to me because Pod- because San Diego is pretty much right on the border with Mexico, is it not? Yeah. It's so close. I'm, so I'm going to educate you a little bit on Mexican fandom, if right. I may. So Baja California, Baja California Sur, they're mostly Dodger fans, Padres fans. Sonora tends to be uh, Padres fans for some reason. Chihuahua is where you see, you know, Arizona fans, uh, some Astros fans. When you get to like Nuevo Leon, that's where you see a lot of Astros fans. Central Mexico, because there are no teams near them, they tend to go for the front runners. So (laughs) there's a lot of Dodger fans down there. There's a lot of Yankee fans down there. Not as many Astros fans, thank God, but it's mostly the two big teams, Yankees and Dodgers. So when I hear Mariners fan and Guanajuato, that's kind of surprising, and that's kind of awesome that you have someone from that area listening to your podcast. So that's really cool. Keep listening. Keep sending emails. He has Beaverton, Oregon slash Guanajuato. Oh, so he probably lived in Mexico but lives in Beaverton now. Lewis, I, we're we're curious about this, so please email me and tell me why you have two cities listed because I'm genuinely curious about that. Uh, for the same reason that I've had Michoacan for a time as a listed city because my family's uh, from there. Okay, but if if he's Mexican, it's probably Luis, not Luis. It's L O U I S. Yeah, but they say Luis in Mexico. They don't even with the O in there. They don't call anyone Luis, like. Oh, hola, Luis. ¿Cómo está, Luis? I'm Swedish, JD. You have to remember this. They would say, I do flaco, Luis. <laughs> if you understand that. This I, Mexican has hijacked your show, so you should probably wrap it up before I hijack it even more. Yeah, I, I think but, it's time to go, isn't it, JD? Oh yeah, but thanks for the emails, both of them. Yes, absolutely. And I can't believe that we're going to get an over 20-minute show out of a Friday email, email segment I with his two emails. show, buddy. Well, that, hey, you stretched it out a little bit, and you gave, you gave this uh, Swede a geography lesson. I wish I could tell you about the geography in Sweden, but I can't, <laughs> because see, I've I, lived here all my life. See, you've never been to Sweden. I've been to Mexico way too many times to count. I've never been out of the country. You're close to Canada. I've never been to Canada. Drive up. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a passport or in um, one of those uh, drivers. What is it called? And then, then I can't help you out there. You should wrap no. up. <laughs> yeah, especially since I forgot the name of the driver's license that can get you into Canada. And when Shannon listens to the show, she's going to kill me. In any case, Jason, where can the nice people find you on Twitter? And what show do you host here on Tlopin? I host a hockey show called Locked on Anaheim Ducks, which is about the team that has not played hockey in six and a half months. My God. Uh, you can follow that show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Uh, today, I also have a mailbag episode. I had a few questions, which are answered. And you could follow me personally at StimpyJD. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have the draft coming up. We have a live show next week. 
Yes. On the mm-hmm. Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On Live. So make sure to follow the accounts for that. Yes, if you're indeed. A fan. And if you're a hockey fan, you should probably begin paying attention because this will be the last NHL draft that does not feature the Seattle Kraken. Named, of course, for former Mariner Quinton McCracken. Yeah. Yes, that's ridiculous. Oh, fun times. I, I suppose. What the heck am I doing? <laughs> Thank you very much, Jason. It's the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Get through Friday, and then it's the weekend at least. We'll be back on Monday when I will be joined by Abner Kravitz, Huckleberry Hound, and an air conditioner. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any podcasting app that springs into your brain head. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow JD on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Thanks for listening today, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. This is Joey Martin saying join us back here next time for another edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.